This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Seventy-three seconds to go in the game. Shot clock at ten. Curry doubled. Hand off Draymond inside the Looney goes up and scores a left hand layup. It's one hundred two ninety-seven, and the Warriors patient that time to get a bucket. Now back to ninety-five-seven. The game. After the game, Steve Kerr said Loon was playing so well and Jordan Poole was playing so well, so we just stayed with the group. That's about leaving Green on the bench. He added, it started with Draymond's regular rest. Quote, we generally do that like most coaches. If you've got a group that's going well, you just stay with it. That's how we begin. Hour number four, Dan Devone, Jim Cozumore, and you, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It is a phone number. It is the Xfinity Mobile text line. You buying that? It's just something that he noticed that group was doing well. Draymond... Was on the bench for his normal rest. We just decided to extend it. Or you think maybe they figured, you know what, Draymond wasn't helping us offensively, and we needed to we needed to kind of kick it into gear offensively. Yeah, I believe Kerr. I think that it was a combination of the two. I think that you know there was no there was no messing with that trump card, especially the way Kevon Looney was going, and at the most crucial part of the, the decisive moment of the game, and Draymond hasn't been playing well. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't something that had danced in the head of Steve Kerr prior to the game, that if I get down into crunch time and, you know, the idea of the rota- the substitution and the rotations of taking him out and putting him back into the game, I thought was just ingenious on the part of Steve Kerr. But it only leads me to believe that it was something that he had thought about prior to the contest. Yeah, I think that. As much as we look at the big three and then you add Wiggins to it and you think those guys are going to carry this team, there are other subtle things they can do with the pieces they have that they can maximize that group. But doesn't it all come down to number 30? If you don't have a game like that, you don't have yourself a chance to win. Well, speaking of Steve Kerr, and as good of a game that he had and as brilliant as he was as a coach, I still do not understand sitting Steph at the beginning of the fourth. I understand that that's typically when he gets his rest. I know when he only had less than two minutes before he was back in the game. If that's the case, keep him in the game. Because this is there is no tomorrow. And Steph is about as well-conditioned of an athlete that there is in the NBA, pound for pound. And unless Steph says, I need a breather, or, you know, my legs aren't working, let me come out for give me, you know, give me a minute, give me 90 seconds. But Steph's the last guy in the world to do that. So this is all on Steve Kerr. And so every time he's sitting Steph, Steph is – he's lathered. He's in that groove. And then, of course, you pull the plug on him and he sits. And then when he comes back in the last two games, 
we've seen this flurry of turnovers, and I think it's because Steph is getting reacclimated to the game. I would not, I would not mess with that. Just let him go. Go 48 minutes. Go 46 minutes if you want. But at the end of the game, especially in the fourth quarter, when he's your only guy, essentially, offensively, that's just a high-wire act, taking him out in the fourth. Take, have him rest in the some random moments in the first half. So you're saying maybe sit a minute uh, with a minute left of the first quarter so you get one minute of the quarter and the three-and-a-half-minute TV timeout. So that's a four-and-a-half-minute break, but you're only missing one minute of the game. You watch watch substitutions. You'll do that with guys. Yeah. Coaches will take stars and – you want them on the floor as much as possible. Well, they'll give them the minute before the longest TV timeout mm. comes because, again, you do that after the third quarter. You're 11 minutes into the third, Steph. You come out. You get the minute rest of the game, three minutes, three and a half minutes of the TV timeout. Now it's five minutes. You've rested, and you can go back and play the entire 12 of the fourth quarter. That makes sense. I just wouldn't send them at the beginning of the fourth quarter of a game in which you're trailing at Boston and potentially could go down three games to one. All right, so one of the storylines of this series has clearly been the rude Boston fans. And as cantankerous as they were, some would say objectionable, how do you expect Golden State fans to react when game five tips off on Monday? Well, it's going to be nuts. I just don't think you're going to hear the expletives. It's just not what they do. You sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'd be surprised if they do. Hey, listen, man. Draymond is such a love-hate guy. As far as I'm concerned, he does so many good things, and there's other times where he just he makes you want to pull your hair out that I've wanted to go on F you, Draymond. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I'm just being honest. but Wow, dude. Oh, uh, Chris Rock getting slapped. I know. Let's go to Walnut Creek because uh, Roxana was calling us earlier. She was on 24. We had a bad sell. Roxana, thank you very much for calling us back. We know we've got a better sell now. You're on, you know what? You've got your dime, your dance floor. You talk as much as you want. Thanks for listening to 95.7 The Game. What do you got on the rude Boston fans? Um, it's, it's basically the difference between the West Coast and the East Coast. I appreciate Kerr and Clay saying something about it because I feel like um, I think one of the fans explained it that the Boston fans got drunk before because, right, it, the game starts at nine, and so when you're around a, drunk, um, a person who's drunk, I mean, it's it's a different environment. And I'm like, there are children watching, there are other people watching, so I'm just saying there's a, definitely an etiquette, and there's a difference between the West and the East Coast. And I don't think it's looking as like, oh, we are. You know, we are whining, we're complaining, we are weak. I don't see it as that. I think we're just cordial. We just stick to whatever is proper. I don't know if Monday, they might say F whatever, I, but but I'd be surprised. Just who we are. So for me, it's just that. Like, I just appreciate that they're calling people out in that sense. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm a teacher. And I'm like, I call people out. Yeah, the F word of my students, I'm like, you know appropriate you know it's like you need to know when to use it and in that sense maybe it is appropriate there like in the gym or in boston but it's been televised we can all hear it you know there's little kids there are you know not just draymond's kids they're the other kids and to me that's not a good look you know because what is that telling the the little kids we have to say something about it and then to me it's not being weak to me it's just like 
come on, let's just, you know, keep it classy if we can. What grade do you so, teach, Roxana? Uh, what? What grade do you teach? Um, middle and high school, but I have taught elementary as well. And and I have to say, the there has been a change on behavior in terms of even the kids, you know? And so I'm just like, no, we're not going <laughs> to, you know, yeah, you see certain adults acting like kids or acting like their parents or their mom or dad didn't do a good job bringing them up. And I'm like, you're not going to act like that, you know, just in the sense for my own child. This is for me. I like that. In terms of kids, in terms of kids, if you are an authority figure, if you are a guide, if you're a coach, if you are uh, whoever you are, you got to call things out. You have to. Otherwise, we're going to end up, you know, that the previous four years that they were a nightmare, you know, and nobody. Oh, I mean, I'm just like, no. I think it's just the difference well, between West and East. Coast. Yeah, it's an interesting so, way to look know, at what it. What do you guys think? All right. Thank you, Roxanne. I appreciate Good call. it. Um, the West Coast has had its fair share of ugly moments uh, at games and outside of games. And all you have to do is look at today's series between the Dodgers and the Giants. And we know one of the most famous, yeah. sad, sick stories of a, of a you know fan hitting another fan. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, we were, ta- I, I, we were joking a couple of weeks ago. I said, isn't this the diverse, welcoming community? You go, no, it is not that. It is not. We do espouse. We do think that we are. I, I think Californians, I don't want to put myself in that. Californians think they are a little bit better than others, and especially East Coasters. But I think that there's unfortunates on both sides. And we saw some of it in Boston the other night. Hopefully we don't see any of it at Chase Center coming up soon. What qualifies as a kid? 10 and under? No, now we're um, allowing people to be 26 years old and still be treated as if they're uh, <laughs> but I mean, if young. Categorically, 13. Yeah, I under- would think that's a kid. Listen, this is an indictment on the West Coast and or the East Coast, but I spent a lot of time in Boston and New York. I just got to tell you, there are a lot of kids out there that dropped the F-bomb, and I wouldn't be surprised. Not only did they not go for the earmuffs, but were joining in unison and what was taking place out there in Boston, which lends to sort of the difference between. But we have that here geographically. We yeah, have. It's not as if people here. don't swear out yeah, here. Yeah, I mean Back it's. To Wiggins. Yeah, exactly. Back to the phones too. Thank you very much. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Chuck in Oakland says it's time to watch out, Dan. Chuck, why why do you, does Dan need to watch out? What's Get- going on here? Well, because Jim, as you know, you have to be <laughs> held accountable for what you say. That's true. Air. So if I'm driving over the Bay Bridge and listening to Dan and Alan Styles for 25 minutes, <laughs> wow. and Dan is just hitting it hard every single time in black and white terms, unequivocal, Boston is going to win this. They're longer. They're more athletic. They're quicker. They're feistier. They have more competitive spirit. On and on and on. And Dan kept telling me when I'm sitting there in traffic, <laughs> Get real. It's time to get real. I'm Dan. I'm looking on the couch here, and I'm seeing it Wednesday night. None of you homers are seeing it. I'm the one who's telling the truth. Now, Alan Stiles is simply going, I'm not on this train. I'm not on this train. Because Alan has a reasonable analysis here. Alan would understand that if Wiggins goes for 16 rebounds, that might change something. That if Clay gets hot in the fourth quarter, 
that might change something. That if Curry rises up to have a spectacular game singularly, that might change something. It's not that Dan's wrong that they are longer, more athletic, feistier, and they aren't awed by our past. Fine. But there are many more factors involved that could lead to a Warrior win, i.e., last night. Who's to say that we were going to win when we were down 94-90? Not me. This is crunch time. They beat us the first game, 40-16. to And by Dan's black and white analysis, we're cooked. It's over. We're in the TD Garden. We don't have a shot. Not a shot. Not 1%. Not, not a and then today I'm, I'm on I'm the radio and I'm hearing Dan go, no, I kind of agree with that guy. They played smarter. They just played smarter than the Celtics. Well, wait a minute. We were supposed to have our you-know-what's wiped on the floor because they were so athletic. But now there could be some more factors involved. It made my blood boil. And I have to say, Dan, you did a great job at me listening to that 25 minutes because I was sitting there going, there's no freaking way. There's just no way it can be that simple. It's not that black and white. Look at their history. You look at what happened with Miami. You're telling me the Boston Celtics shouldn't have beat Miami with those guys? They didn't even play Duncan Robinson. They're a $100 million player. Miami takes them to the seventh. Seventh game. You can't tell me that other things aren't in play. Good job, I hear Chuck. you, my friend. Good job, can Chuck. I, can I just respond to Chuck? Chuck, that's a really good call. I've been if you waiting. can get up off the mat yeah, I just, and do it. Standing eight count. I'm like, you just knocked me out with a right cross. And I've been waiting for that call all day long. I'm wondering what took Chuck and the others so long to get at me. You're right, Chuck. You're absolutely right. I, I just, I do have to just, again, reiterate. While I hope to God the Warriors win this series, because Boston, I find the most obnoxious fans, but I will once again, and maybe I'll be a little bit more cautionary, that there is a level of athleticism with this basketball team that does give the Warrior problems. And albeit it's 2-2, there's still a long ways to go. And I hope I'm wrong. And quite frankly, Chuck, I wish I never – I should have just stuffed that in my back pocket and never gone on the air with it. But I do think that there's a level of athleticism and size that is not a good matchup for this Warrior team. And should the Warriors not win these finals, I do think there'll be some level of reassessing that – the Warriors need to either they need Jonathan Kaminga or the likes of an athlete like that to stay relevant in 2022. That jump shooting and addressing the three-point line as they did back in the day and reinventing the sport is no longer the recipe to win NBA championships. I hope I'm proven wrong, but Chuck, that's a hell of a job, and I'm surprised more people haven't come at me. Xfinity Mobile text line says from the 510, I'm a Warrior fan and I'm so tired of everyone complaining about the Boston crowd. This is the finals and professional sports. We got to stop being so soft and coddling these kids. Don't bring them to the game if you're not ready for the smoke. I'm happy Steph embraced it and clapped back with an epic performance. That sounds good. And of course, in speaking about this great, cultured, kind, giving West Coast that we all live in from the 707, Tell that stupid teacher kids cuss more than adults get off her soapbox. So, so, so there you have it. The people have spoken. Uh, or as the 510 says, F them kids. <laughs> I wasn't going to read that. I'm, I'm just telling you what the refined West Coast palate has to offer. Remember W.C. Fields when he was asked, do you like kids? And he said, yes, if they're properly cooked. 
WC Fields Bomb. We know our audience here. We know our audience. Don't hate on the kids and don't hate on the teachers. See, there's hate all over, and we try to bring people together. Kumbaya, people. Kumbaya. Will in Oakland is going to do that for us, and he's going to tell us about Draymond Green and the importance of Draymond Green. Will, are you on the Draymond Green bandwagon, or do you think that we ought to see less of him like Steve Kerr did in the fourth quarter yesterday? (laughs) Well, do I think that, you know, him coming out of the game uh, was big for us and that uh, we had a good thing going and, and he needed to sit out a little bit more. Yes, absolutely. But what I heard after the game last night, I had a, a, there was a fan that called in and he said something along the lines of like, I'm glad to see his butt on the bench. And he said something about how the, the franchise enables Draymond Green. Well, to say that you're glad to see a guy like that who's done so much for this franchise who guards one through five as a defensive player of the year, has been an all-star, um, who toughed it out during those two years when we were trash uh, and Clay and Steph were, were missing and, and we had a lot of young guys that, that needed leadership and needed to learn how to play the game right. To say that you were glad to see him on the bench is just is, it's, it's kind of intolerable to me. I, I just couldn't, couldn't stand to hear that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope that when, uh, with the, when they come, come back on Monday that, uh, you know, this crowd really gets behind Draymond and tries to help, uh, you know, give him the energy he needs to put in the kind of performance he needs to help us win a championship. Um, uh, that's that's all I got. I like it. You know what? Root for your team, not against the other hey, team. I actually like what the text line just came up with. Go for it. Do the complete opposite. How about a love you, Draymond? Love you, Draymond. That makes sense. That's right? got the rhythm, the rhythmic, the rhythmic nature you need for a chant. It's got the wit, a little clap back. I, it Hell does. Kids. 408. Let's try it out. Love you, you Draymond. Draymond. Love you, Draymond. Oh, we're oh, on it. it. Yeah, we got this. We got this. You, you good on that? Hey, if it, I want to hear it. If it happens, it's because of Dan Devone and Jim Cozumore here at 95.7, the game you're proud home of the Golden State Warriors. We're going to take full and complete credit for that. That's right. When we start hearing that chant of Love You, Draymond on Monday, when he's at the line, he's going to get fouled, he's going to go to the line, and that's when the fans are going to start cooking it up. And then they, you know what? If they only had an organ inside Chase Center, hey, Joey Lightyears, can you get an organ put up there? What do you do with the organ? You just got to play that rhythmic "Love You, Draymond" with oh, the with the organ. I think that's what you need. So here's my situation for game number five. Remember, organs were, were like in every baseball park. That yeah, was like the I like that. Some of them have had longtime organists who've been with the club for like 40 years. You see this old white-haired yes. lady with the glasses yes. the size of Coke bottles? Yep. yep. And then you know what? Local TV, someone always does a feature on her. Oh, yeah, right? At some point, and when it's July and you got nothing else going on, Greta, who's been playing, been tickling the ivories for 42 years with the San Jose Giants, right? Hey, uh, Hey, Devone, we got a story for you. Can you go head down to San Jose? Uh, yeah, Greta. Hey, we have the tripod. Greta's been, uh, yeah. Can you shoot it yourself? Greta's been, uh, Greta's been uh, playing the organ down there for the San Jose Giants at Muni for 42 years. You can ask her about all the great Giants who are her favorite all-time Giants, stuff like that, you know? You know they would be doing that. Oh, Dan. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I would be all over that story. Oh, well, that's so. just too funny. And by the way, the next caller... We want to hear a love you, Draymond, before you start barking. Just give us a love you, Draymond. We're trying to create the momentum here because that's what's going to take place at Chase.
Should we try it out? We should also kind of revisit the text earlier if the dubs get number four, which I said the dubs in five. I called dubs in five in this series. Um, I still am on the Warriors bandwagon. I'm, I've a, I have a little trepidation because the the Celtics are seven and zero after losses in the playoffs this year. They win game five. You're going home for six. It's going to be tough to overcome. Boy, it'd be a great story though, wouldn't it? Um, but the story of they get number four. Kerr's got four. Does he become the all-time greatest coach in Bay Area history, mm. surpassing Bill Walsh, surpassing Bruce Bochy? And I think it's harder to win those three in baseball the way the Giants did. It was sure tough for Walsh to keep that team. I mean, always make those moves to keep them relevant. He won three, right? Walsh won three. Seifert. Seifert won two. The first one coming the year Walsh retired. Yeah. Correct? So the argument was Seifert won with Walsh's guys. See, to me, it comes down to Walsh and or Kerr. Um, I don't. Yeah. The thing about Walsh is, is wow, you have to keep no Bochy love, huh? Well, what you have to keep in mind here is that right, right. Walsh, he reinvented the sport, right, with the West Coast offense. And then he took a team that was Steve DeBerg was a quarterback prior to that, or maybe that year he, he inherited and put Joe Montana in. But he just, I mean, what he did was essentially built from the ground up and then reinvented the sport as a head coach. They're still doing what Bill Walsh did back in the 1980s in NFL yes, they in 2022. Are. Yes, they are. That's how far advanced he was. San Jose Roots, by the way, San Jose State guy. That's right, Stanford. Huh? Yeah. I know everyone says Stanford, but let's not forget San Jose State. He's in the San Jose Hall of Fame. Bill Walsh for you longtime Bay Area people. Give me a quick Steve in San Francisco. Steve wants to jump on this Draymond bandwagon. Where do you go on the Draymond situation, Steve-O? First of all, love you, Draymond, big time. There is needs to be an immediate stop to this Draymond is washed talk. This guy is running the point for our offense. All right, he is Draymond. He is Steph's number one screener and blocker and pushing the pace on offense. In this series, Kerr has moved Draymond out of the lane where he normally is to shut down Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was 9 for 19 yesterday, but was much less efficient when Draymond was on him. With some turnovers, I would love to see the numbers of when Draymond is guarding Jalen Brown and what Jalen Brown does. Jalen Brown has been the killer for the Warriors in this series. And Draymond's main role in the last couple games has been to slow down Jalen Brown. So everyone wants to talk about Draymond Green not scoring. The Warriors are getting plenty of shots with Clay and Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. Why would you want Draymond Green to shoot the ball unless he absolutely has to? So all these people saying that Draymond's washed, you just need to relax. Like, he has been next to Steph Curry in all meaningful games and playoff victories. Thanks, Steve. You started to crack up near the end of that thing. You know what? Listen, you can't play four on five in the NBA Finals. Right, you got to have a guy who's somewhat of a threat. Your thought that Draymond Green equals Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter scares me, because I don't think you can always go with, "Hey, here you go, Steph, carry us." You got to win one on five. 
It just the odds aren't he can do it two out of the next three games if you just give it to him. You need five guys who are threats. Doesn't mean that Draymond has to score twenty, but it does mean that Boston has to pay attention to him. If not, and it's four on five, I just don't know if Steph can do it for two out of the next three games. Agreed. There you have it. Let's take a timeout then. Dan Devone and Jim Cosmore with one more segment to go here on the final hour. It is the fourth and final hour right here. When we continue, I do think kicking around that Bill Walsh versus Steve Kerr versus Bruce Bochy combo platter is interesting because there are some, there are ways in which you could say Steve Kerr is the guy, but Bill Walsh is the guy who changed the game. Can you say that about Kerr? We'll discuss when we continue on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's try that. Love you, Draymond. Love you, Draymond. Oh, we're on it. Yeah, we got this. We got this. You, you good on that? Hey, if it... I want to hear it. If it happens, it's because of Dan Devone and Jim Cozumore here at 95.7 The Game. You're proud home of the Golden State Warriors. We're going to take full and complete credit for that. When we start hearing that chant of love you, Draymond, on Monday, when he's at the line, he's going to get fouled, he's going to go to the line, and that's when the fans are going to start cooking it up. And then, they, you know what? If they only had an organ inside Chase Center. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Well, we've set the tone for Monday, Game 5. Dan Devone and Jim Cosimo with you. We did get a suggestion of, instead of love you, Draymond, we go with we love Draymond. Nah, I like love you. What, what did we come up with? We, we came up with love you, Draymond. And then the second suggestion from the 650, we love Draymond. Yeah, no, love you, Draymond. I that like works. love you, Draymond. Yeah, no, it's got to work. So, yeah, four it's away gotta, could work. It's got to flow. It's got to have that sort of rhythmic feel to it. All righty, that's perfect. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. And on the other side of that, we can, you can always tag out with an, you know, an F U Jason Tatum. Just a level <laughs> F U Tatum, bum 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 F U Tatum. But just say the F. Don't swear like they do in Boston because we're classier, right? <laughs> no, I think you got to go the full, the full Monty there. <laughs> 
Ben is in Fairfield. Ben, let's get it started on the phone lines. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Benjamin, Benjamin, how do you see this scenario? What should we do? You know, I, I think either one. Well, first of all, I'm just sitting by the pool enjoying you guys, and it's great to have Thank a you. local radio uh, on a Saturday afternoon. Thank you. Great job. Thank you very well, much. Yeah, Thank uh, management. Wait, Mom, rich boy, where do you have a pool? Where are you living? I, I, I just live in Fairfield. I have oh, Fairfield. House, but I happen to have a pool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He ain't bragging. Uh, but I. He ain't bragging. He ain't oh, no, bragging Fairfield, if it's true. Yeah, Fairfield. That's. <laughs> I think that's the home of Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, Tim. You know. You know. I. I used to coach Tim Roy's son when he was in the recreational leagues in town. See. Uh, yeah. So Tim Roy, I. I've. I've met him a couple times. So. He's a yeah. sweet man, isn't he? He's a lo- as lovely a person yeah. as he is a broadcaster. Yeah, I love him. But uh, I, I think either the love you, Draymond, or the we love you, is the, either one will work. Okay, Ben, but Ben, let, let, Ben, just hold on for a second. Let's let's do it with this, all right? We'll count it down to three, <laughs> and we're going to go love you, Draymond. Is that what we settled on, Coach? I think we love – wait a minute, wait no, a minute. Love, love you. you, Draymond. Okay, here we okay, go, yeah. Ben. Ready? You ready, Ben? One, two, three. Love you, Draymond. Love you, Draymond. Love you, Draymond. That's it. That's right. perfect. We are right in unison. <laughs> it's like we're four drinks in. <laughs> I know. Like the, you know, two seconds behind yeah, us. Exactly. It was like brutal. Is there a time delay? It's like me trying to sync up Tim Roy to the national television <laughs> broadcast. All right, Ben. Hey, what is going on here? I wanted to mention also, hey, something I wanted to say was uh, you were talking about the organist. Yes. And uh, actually, I grew I grew up in New England in the, in the 70s, so I was a big Red Sox fan and Celtic fan, and, and my dad and I were watching Carlton Fisk in 75 when he hit the home run. Mm-hmm. And it Wave it fair. Day, but that's another, that's another story. But um, uh, the, um, you know, I lost my train of thought. The uh, organist. The organist. Man, my, my memories go back to John Kiley on the organ playing the national anthem and Sherm Feller. I'm sure you've heard the name Sherm Feller. Yes. That I have. Betting, betting number eight, Carl Yastrzemski. That was my childhood. So. Oh wait, that's I, the guy from Boston. Was, well, there's a guy from yeah. the Yankees who did it. Who well, did it for so many the years. guy from Boston, he would correct me if I'm wrong. He'd be the batter, Carl Yastrzemski, and then there'd be the three second delay, and then he'd go Yastrzemski, yep. number eight. No, no now, that, I. I think that was that was Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it was the, the Yankee guy. guy. Okay, that was Shepard. Derek Jeter. Yeah, Jeter. Yeah. But but uh, Sherm, Sherm Sherm Feller was the uh, the the guy who does the the MMA and the boxing. There, the big voice and all that. He he was the guy I think that was the originator of all that. But that that goes back to my childhood and the memories that I have back there. But so when you guys started talking about that, it was like, and then and then my. My son and I go to see the games at uh, to see the Giants, and then the, they they have a lot of organ music there. <laughs> and we're looking around, and my son's like, "Yeah, Dad, the organist is right up there in the corner." I'm like, "Man, I love it." <laughs> Isn't that cool? Hey, Ben, take us out. We won't do it with you because it doesn't sync up properly. But will you take us out with? And it's a love you, Draymond. All right. Well, are you ready? We'll count you down you again. Out. You're going to take us out with a love you, Draymond. I'm, I'm going to do it. Tw- Count me down. I'm going to do it twice. Okay. Do it. One, two, three. Love you, Draymond. Love you, Draymond. Love you guys, too.
You're the best. There Love we you go. Back. That boy Ben. Ben Jammin in Fairfield, friend of Tim Roy, coach of his son. So Shepard is Shepard, right? That was the PA Bob guy. Shepherd, Bob, Bob Shepard. Bob Shepard. So Derek Jeter kept because Shepard passed. Yes. And then Jeter would tape his introduction. Yep. And that's the way he would be introduced all those years, his final two years of the New York Yankees. Jeter. Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. He was correct. an operatic guy. Is that true? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. He did seem to have a classically trained voice. Yes. He absolutely. was a professional. Did that for a number of years and is one of the most beloved, if you call that broadcast, characters in New York sports history. Didn't you think when you were a kid and you heard about the the monuments were out there in center yes. field that actually Babe Ruth was buried out there. Yeah, in the beginning, that's yeah. what you thought, right? And then you realize what it was, which is still a, a cool thing. Let's get back to a number of people who are calling you out, Dan. So More. you had um, you had the uh, temerity, audacity, to think the Warriors are done in this series. When that was it, or, was or, that or, the, or the onions. You had the onions? The onions. The length of the Boston Celtics. Do you feel that the series has tilted back in any way, shape, or form? Or are you sitting here kind of in a conundrum of, it can go either way? Well, here's the one thing that I should have known better to bet against, and that is Steph. The Steph factor. That's a good point. Because I thought he needed help. And while the athleticism and everything that I, that I mentioned in my rant, I think still holds true. But the one thing that I should have weighed a lot more is the fact that this guy is not... Draymond, of all the things that he said in his podcast, and as much as talking he's done in the NBA Finals, and he said this after the game, this is the first thing he said, and this is the one thing that rung true, and he said, Steph is not going to let us lose. Steph would not let us lose. And that's an equation that I should have factored, or at least weighed a lot more heavily when thinking about betting against the Golden State Warriors is that Steph is that different of a basketball player. That is very true. And as much as I sit back and I'm somewhat afraid of the fact, and this is a hard fact, the Celtics are 7-0 and after a loss. That does bother me going into Game 5. But I go back to what I said after Game number 1, where the Boston Celtics were unbelievable in the fourth quarter and shot 75%, and the Warriors were at 23% or some crazy low number. And I said, if I told you before the game, one team would shoot 75% in the fourth quarter and one would shoot 23 in the fourth quarter, whose would it be? And you said it would be the Warriors shooting 75 and the Celtics shooting 23. And guess what? We saw it play out in the final four minutes of the game yesterday. We saw it play out where the team you thought was going to be the finisher finished and the team who we thought was going to stub their toe and miss big shots and miss open shots did exactly that, and that's the Boston Celtics. That's why I'm back to mine. I know they can't win in five, but man, I see the Golden State Warriors as the team to beat in these th- in the in what is now a three-game NBA final. Well, I mean, there's a They're lot three of- and a half point favorites to start the day. That could move, but they started the day at three and a half point favorites. Yeah, listen, they're back at Chase, and there's two things you can look at. And I know what are the numbers again with the Boston Celtics after a loss. 7-0? 7-0 after a loss in the playoffs. But then again, I can throw that number out at you that the Golden State Warriors were 9-0 going into Game 1 of the NBA Finals. And of course, Boston Celtics beat the Warriors at Chase. So in terms of those sort of streaks, I don't think they play a lot of weight as far as you know having any sort of influence on what's going to happen coming up on Monday.
So if you look at Monday and you assume you're going to get something out of 30, that's a safe assumption. If you, you know what? I would use that as the number. Steph Curry's jersey number, over under. Yeah. Has to be over. But there needs to be something else. And everyone seems to be pointing at it needs to be Clay, it needs to be Jordan Poole. Is there an X factor on this team? No. No? I, well, Wiggins, but Wiggins is doing what he does. Wiggins is going to give you 17 to 20 and then double-digit boards, and then he's going to lock up their best player the full 48. And he's playing more minutes than anybody. This guy, think about it, Coz. When this guy was in Minnesota, he was the number one. He was a number. Yeah. They were clear aside. They'd ISO. He'd try and dunk. And shoot. Out there in Minnesota, he was their first option. He has entirely rechanged his entire approach in his game. Now he's a He's a rebounder, he's a defensive guy first, and then he's a glue guy, and then he's doing all the little things, and then he's picking up the scraps, the leftovers, if you will, after option number one is Steph, option number two is and or Clay or Jordan Poole, and then there is Andrew Wiggins. He's completely resurfaced who he was as a basketball player in Minnesota to the new culture here with the Golden State Warriors. And we had a caller earlier today say, I want the Warriors to sign this guy to a longer-term deal when his deal is up. And it's up after next season. He'll make $33.6 million next season. You know what? I think there's a great chance they do re-sign him. You have to. And I think there's a great chance they sign him for less than $33.6 million, even though at that point they're going to have to be making some decisions on other guys on their roster. Listen, Steph gets to choose how long he wants to play and how much he wants to play for. But I think... Wiggins has realized, if I go somewhere else, I'm going to be asked to be the Minnesota Timberwolves version of Wiggins. And it ain't the same. It ain't the same being the lead dog on the sled. He is a fabulous Robin or a little bit lower on their, on your scale of superheroes. Doesn't mean he's not a great player. Just means that's where he fits in. The Bulls had, had Michael and Scotty. They also had Kukoc in there. They also had some really good other players. Horace Grant was another version of that. When Horace Grant went to Orlando, he wasn't the same guy. I think Wiggins sees this is the place I can fit in. I'm still going to make my chicken. I think there's a great chance he ends up sticking around. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he takes the hometown deal because you can see that he was miscast out in Minnesota and he is absolutely beloved and he he reciprocates with the love and so thankful that he found this place, this culture, which starts at the very top, and then it trickles right down to the players. This dude is so thrilled to be where he is right now. It sort of reminds me, if you ever watch those little things, on those little clips on YouTube where there's this, you know, this sort of dog that's homeless and has nowhere to go. What and are you watching on YouTube? <laughs> and then, you know, these people <laughs> give him a new home. And they're just so thankful that they've been resurrected and have an opportunity at a new life. That's where he is, man. Andrew Wiggins right now. And listen, this is why you got to re-sign him. This gets back to sort of what I was saying about why, why it's so difficult to be Boston. Because this, to me, what Memphis and Boston have, I think, is the template going forward. And it's those long, athletic, two-way players. He's the only one the Warriors have until Jonathan Kaminga gets up to speed, he's the only guy that fits that mode that can go both ways in terms of attacking the rim, putting pressure on the rim, being an athlete, and then defensively you don't have to hide him either. Any way you slice it, this is the most remarkable, for me, unthinkable situation we could be in. 
a Warrior team that at the start of the season, we didn't know what we were going to see. We didn't know when we would see Clay back or what type of Clay we would get back. And to have them in the finals is almost as if you could say it's been a win already. But because we're greedy, and that's good to be a greedy sports fan, we expect another championship here. I got to be honest with you. I think right now the Warriors are sitting in the right spot. Yeah, but you're not happy that they got to. You're not one of those who's going to say, well, we made it to the finals. Let's be satisfied. If, if it ends up that way, I might be that guy. Really? I might be that wow. guy. I thought they were a play-in team. When the, at the halfway point, I thought they were a play-in team. When they were fooling everybody and they were in the top half of the West, I was like, that'll fade. That'll fade. Well, here comes Clay. Yeah, uh, Clay's, uh, he's coming off a snapped Achilles and a rebuilt knee. He ain't going to be Clay. Guess what? He's still defending real nice. He's still hitting shots. He's he's maybe not that guy. He's still pretty close to it. But don't you have to live in the here and now? It's sort of like that analogous to the Giants. The Giants were supposed to be a sub-500 team last year, and then they win 107 games. Once you're there, don't you want to win the whole, eat the whole enchilada? You do want to eat the whole enchilada, but if you, if you can't, if you have to set it aside and put it in wrap and maybe put it in the fridge and come back tomorrow – you got to. Well, I'm a pig. I don't do that. <laughs> By the way, here's the text line. Not everybody's in and I love you, Draymond. <laughs> no. No, it can get a little bit Someone different, Someone says, right? I'm, I'm no way I'm chanting love you, Draymond. <laughs> All right. Really? Come on, lovable West Coaster. Uh, final point, then. We'll go back to the text uh, from earlier today. Number four for Steve Kerr. It's kind of hard to not put him... In the lead dog sled for all-time great he coaches, managers Bill in the Bay. Walsh, oh, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Steve Kerr is changing the game offensively. Now, granted, he's got the guy to do it, but didn't Bill Walsh have the quarterback to do it? Yeah, but he's the guy who went out and found that quarterback. He's the one guy, because that's one of those chicken of the egg. Was it Joe Montana or was it, you know, was it Bill Walsh? Because he went out and found his guy, you know, the perfect guy to execute the West Coast offense. And then brings in Dwight Clark, and then, you know, and then refaces the the one of the beautiful things when we talk about the core, and I guess the difference between the Warriors and, and Steve Kerr and Bill Walsh is that the Warriors have this core, right? That they're going to live and die with this core. And we've seen them win championship, now potentially taking two years off and then winning another one or a couple of years off. When you think about Bill Walsh and the 49ers, yeah, Joe Montana was the constant. But he completely erased that chalkboard and then did it with different running backs, did it with different wide receivers. Freddie Solomon one year, gone was Freddie Solomon, and then he'd bring in other guys. I mean, it was a different defense, and they just bought into his culture and what it was he was doing in terms of X's and O's as a head coach. I don't know that Steve Kerr, in terms of being a tactician, can match wits with the likes of the great Bill Walsh. Well, did he do that with the three-point shot and allowing his guys to have the green light and to change the game in the fashion that he had these guys who he could spread the floor with and create scenarios for them to succeed and continue to win and then create a culture where guys wanted to come here? Kevin Durant came here because of the basketball culture that they had here, and he built on it. I think there is something to say that he did change the game, not as deeply as Bill Walsh did. And we'll have to wait and see if it is as long. Will they continue to be a three-point shooting? Uh, will it will it be a three-point shooting league 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the same way the National Football League has gone from what Bill Walsh took this league and now has made it into? It's basically a thrower's league. Re- running game's important. It's a thrower's league. Oh, yeah. It's quarterback-centric. When guys come out on the shotgun and they're throwing every other down, it looks like flag football from time to time. 
I would say Bruce Bochy isn't getting enough credit. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Boo to, Boach. To win three separate the way he did in even number years, it is so tough to do. And I just think the greatest GM head coach combination in Bay Area history might be Brian Sabian, Bruce Bochy. Yeah, you might be right. And it's one of the best all time. But you know what? Uh, Myers Kerr was certainly in there. Yeah. And Walsh did it all, right? Who was his GM? I'm trying to think. I mean, Eddie DeBarla was sort of wasn't the GM, but he would just remember back then there was no Carmen salary policy cap. was Carmen policy was Good around call. there. He Good was call. like president of yeah. the organization, it's like his conciliary. Exactly. Didn't he look like <laughs> he's a great interview. If you ever get him on your show, yeah, Carmen policy is a great interview. That guy Didn't tells he the you perfect, some great like, stories. The perfect quaff, like his hair. He was, did. He did. Guys, a Jimmy Johnson esque. He uh, definitely nothing out of place. That dude is buttoned up. Had great answers for some of the great stories of all time, the great rivalry of the 49ers and the Cowboys, and he has some of the greatest stories you will ever want to hear. All right, buddy, we're down to about a minute to go here on a flow chart. What's uh, the rest of your weekend looking like? So, uh, well, I got to get. I'm out of town, so I'm headed out to. Good uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've got to prepare, and then, um, yeah, I've got a lot, of, a lot of things to do between now and then. What about you, man? Hopefully, More we get to uh, see each other. Yeah, tonight. Uh, I got a little something I got to go to tonight, and then tomorrow I think there's a little gathering a little bit later in the day. And you got a backpack. You look like a bike messenger right now. You know what? I got to catch Bart. I got to go. Oh. I got to catch my train, man. All right. It's a long walk over to. Uh, You're a backpack guy. Yeah, you know you got to headset yeah, and all that stuff. You got to throw in there. I know. I'm. I'm. I. You know what? I'm. Honestly, it doesn't look good on an older an older man. Or you look like you're trying to. I look like I'm trying to look young or trying to be a college student. You know, like I'm like I'm going to Berkeley and you know for another round of classes and I'm going to get my seventh degree. I look like that guy. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Dan Devone and Jim Cosimo with you. Warriors on Monday. You're going to get it right here with the great Tim Roy on the call. Have a great weekend and good travels to you, Dan. All Thank right, you, buddy. My man. Be safe. For Dan Devone, I'm Jim Cosimo. Thanks for listening to your proud home of the Golden State Warriors, 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.